Hi, I'm Lee. I'm Ria. I'm Marley. Number one, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at like doing things for me. It's going to take us about two weeks to learn it. Would I want to go to him if I wanted to hug absolutely not? Actually, give yourself a bit of a break. Mayonnaise, <laughs> better out of a jar. I've been overruled, everyone. <laughs> 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 We're starting. Hello everybody and welcome to the next episode of Is It Really Worth Talking About? Is it really worth talking about? Oh yeah! We're going to do another getting to know you episode, but... Um, Have you done the intro? We're going to do... Yeah, <laughs> I've done it, Marley. I've been laughing. I'm not paying attention. Have <laughs> oh, you been silent? This, this is what I'm working with, Pete. Uh, but this time we're going to do it a little bit more seriously. Obviously, in the first episode, you got to know us, and it was kind of a bit more um, silly questions. But this time, we've got some deeper questions that will hopefully create a bit of conversation. Uh, as always, we want to hear from you. So if there's anything that you like or a story that you want to tell, please get in contact with <coughs> us. Um, that would be good. But for the first little bit, how are we both doing? Sunburn. Mm, it's mad. very sunburnt, actually, not like me. <laughs> I'm a bronze goddess. Right. It's just we'll see. Rhea goes on the sunbeds a lot. Just have an odd few, you know. But to be fair, I haven't burnt last summer or yet. You too. So you look like tomatoes. I've, been, I've just come back from holiday yesterday and the weather was gorgeous. <clears throat> Although today I've been in Woking with the kids football and all the way back, I was saying to you and over here, mm. all the way back, the sun was beaming through the passenger window right on my left arm. So I almost feel like I'm... Like two face in the arms. Oh, you can touch. I've got one red and one white there. Ridiculous. You're annoying though, because you'll go brown. Whereas I'll go red and then I'll just go white again. Will you? Yeah, I don't really tan. Does it all peel off? That's why I've got to fake it. Yeah, but I don't know how the situation is like. Love peeling. Like skin. Oh, oh I'm me. Do you not like peeling no, skin? Dirty animals. And where do you leave the skin after you picked it? Just put it on the you just put it on the floor. No, but you're like I peel it off because you. It's the point is you got to try and get the biggest piece yes. off. Oh, how satisfying is that? Exactly. Thank you very much. Okay, and you can hear the sound. Of it you can hear it. The oh. little crackle. Yeah. ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> I love peeling skin. Like what about like when you get a scab? Do you pick that? No. And you got to try and get all the scab off in one go. No? Yeah, like when you like lift your nail under it. And it's yeah. Like, oh my god, you're those animals. <laughs> do you not do what? Do you not do anything like that? No, I don't like that. Do you not pick it? To be fair, I do like picking like <clears throat> squeezing spots. spots. Uh, yeah, I would squeeze a spot on anyone. See, I can't stand that. Yeah. I love that. I oh my god, have you ever had one where you squeeze it? This is probably TMI. You squeeze it, and it actually goes on the mirror. <laughs> oh, that is. Um, <laughs> we're and we're the animals. <laughs> yeah, mate. That that just reminds me of Kevin and Harry. I've definitely had that before. That's, um, no, I, like Sammy drives me mad now because Sammy <coughs> likes to squeeze spots and like, because I get them, when I'm stressed, I get, they come up and I've been stressed recently. Um, but they do come up I'm and stressed. I'll just be... I've got my violin out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just be sat there and all of a sudden, it'll literally just grab my neck and start squeezing. And I just oh, want to punch it. him in the face. I love it. Or, do you know the best thing? Like, I feel like this is more of a woman thing. Woman. Woman. Women. Is ingrown hairs. <gasps> oh, bikini lines. Yes. Oh, yes, Marley. Satisfying. Where you can squeeze it and then get the tweezers and pull out. I literally have hair. no idea what you're on about. <gasps> yeah, like on your you bikini have, line. Yeah, yeah. It's like ingrown hairs. Like, yeah. You know, it's not great, hurt, but the satisfaction of pulling them out. Oh my god, the best. Pure bliss. You feel like, and there's one that might be like intertwined and you can yeah. pull it out. Sorry, guys. Pull it out. Do you know what? We, were, we didn't even discuss this before we even come on, what we were going to talk about. And uh, I didn't expect it to go this direction. 
I'll tell you what we did say. So Liam uh, is going to invite me on a bike ride on Sunday. Oh, yeah. storyline of the place that they're taking me. I know. I'm dying to hear it. It oh. was more just that. So we last July, we've just figured out, that we went for a big bike ride. I've got a proper road bike. Ria's got a mountain bike. Got a new bike now. She's got a new bike now. <laughs> um, on the work scheme thing. No. Oh, I thought it was on the work scheme thing. Um, but last year, we, we went for a ride up to Cranham. We're at Gloucester, so there's a lot of lanes um, here. And we were going up, it was quite hilly. Very but, hilly. And she, sorry, like, quite... I was in front, and I kept looking behind, and she was just dragging behind all the time. And I was thinking, <laughs> not even not even Maria's this unfit. Oh, and so I kept waiting, and then she'd catch up, and then we'd go again, then I'm waiting. And then we got to this one part of the hill, and she was literally blown out of her ass. No, in the end, Lee was getting not cheesed off. It was like, pull over. I said, have you got it in gear in the first gear? And she was like, yeah, I've got it in first gear. And then looked down. She's in gear number eight. So she's been riding all that time in gear yeah. eight, trying to go up steep hills. I didn't realise the bike had two settings, like a one and a two. So you have to flick it to one to actually be on gear one. How old are you? I we didn't really ride a bike before that. What? Phoebe. Phoebe bloody buffet. Yeah. So then I was in the two setting on the lowest one that was actually gear eight. And Lee was like, for Christ's sake. He was like, Ridiculous. I to get then, I was away. She was, we were fine. <laughs> Although we were pedalling uphill, it was hard, wasn't it? It was but monster. It was great. <clears throat> and then we stopped off at a pub and had this lush dinner. I still look back at that day dinner. I think that was one of the nicest days. Yeah. Because we weren't expecting to go that far. We went to see my, my granddad's get grave and it's in just the most picturesque village. It's a perfect weather. Yeah, perfect weather. The pub had just opened, Covid had just kind of opened pubs mm-hmm. again. So we sat outside, had the, oh, the food was delicious. Yeah, it? it was. And then rode all the way back and it takes about 10 minutes to get back because it's all downhill. <laughs> First of all, I was very nervous to ride that. Thought I was going to ride over the handlebars. It is very steep. Oh, I'm not letting go. You know, like when you were young, you just free wheel it down a hill. Can't do that. Really. I'm looking forward to you coming, seeing yeah. what seeing what you can do. I can't do a lot. I I started riding a bike last year, um, to and from work. <laughs> I almost killed like an old lady. I was coming out of work and like just crashed into her. Oh God. And that was pretty much just stationary. You live up the road. I know. I can nearly kill somebody, just like, it's one road. I know, I've done, I've, one time, <laughs> I must have been really tired and I was leaving work and I like, I had to put my bike in the store one day and I went to get it and I was like leaning out of the shop and I thought, this isn't my bike. Oh my I'm God, taking someone she's bike. And then I thought, I can't find my bike because so someone's taken my bike. And I had to FaceTime Luke and show him the bike and I was like, is this my bike? And he's like, yeah, of course it is, you bloody idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was my it was, bike. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, what? it was hard guys. <laughs> so, I can't wait for Marley to come on the bike ride. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it now. I'm going to have to make sure my bike is roadworthy because it hasn't been used since that July. You can't wait to put those sunglasses on and a helmet. Yeah, oh, I bought we'll some nice... We'll a picture of that. Yeah, no, we, we, Marley, no, we Marley, will. Marley, Marley. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my best look. It's not my the best. The sunglasses yeah. are. Either that or a picture of you on the floor after hitting into the wall, so you pick. Yeah. It's all about trusty, you? You don't bring that up again. Those glasses, you know the, uh, so I found those glasses, you know in the middle bit, is it, was it Aldi or Lidl we were at? You know the middle bits where they've got like loads special of... Special buys. Yeah, special buys you can buy. I just found they were like 2 99 They were flipping off. They're brilliant glasses, kept the bugs out my face. Do you know, I was on um, Sunday, sat at my friend's garden, we all had our sunglasses on and like, I had Primark ones on and we were like, oh they're really crap, like not very good. And uh, my friend was like, oh yeah, she's like, I just got these, they're Lucozade. 
Huh? <laughs> I was like, you what? She turns around and it's got like the LucasAid logo <gasps> on the side, obviously like a LucasAid rep given to her. I was just not expecting <laughs> oh, her to God, say, Lucas yeah, I wear LucasAid. Hi, we've got Ray-Ban. Yeah, I've got LucasAid. <laughs> they all wear Fremont sunglasses. Same. They're literally like a quid. And if you sit on them, who cares? Yeah. These people that spend upwards of like 50 quid on a I don't get it. Sunglasses. No, I don't. Either. I don't get it at all. <laughs> I get, yeah. obviously, if they're um, <clears throat> prescription, but no. Nope. I don't understand. I think the most I've ever spent is £15 on a spare single, and that's because there was none of those. £50 an hour. You've got a waiting list. <laughs> right, look at that. Look at the volume on that. Sorry, the sound waves on the recording thing when these two start laughing. <laughs> right, we will crack on with some more of the old serious stuff, but uh, uh, I don't know why I said but. Uh, here we go. But Hello everybody, we have literally had to start this section again, um, we just tried it for about 10 seconds and it just turned into chaos, but um, welcome back, uh, we are going to be doing, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, some more serious questions today uh, and helping getting to know us a little bit more, um, hopefully it's interesting. Uh, we've, I actually just showed Marley the, the page that we're going to work from and she, her first flipping question that she put out, pick out a random question, she's picked out what is your personal philosophy in life? Flipping X, starting us off like... Right, let's answer it then. <laughs> it. I don't know if I can answer that the yet. The first philosophy, what does... I don't even... What, what do yeah, what does it... Uh... My definite thing is to laugh every day. And does that happen? Yeah, I think so. I've got good people around me, but also I, I think, <laughs> <You do>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, no, I think, and plus I want to make somebody else laugh or smile at some point. Um, do you live by that every day then? I think, yeah, because I think that when we're older and we're sat, on, I often say this to clients, when you're sat on your garden bench at 75, you know, and you're reflecting on your life, what's the things that you're going to, you want to be able to remember? And I don't think I'm going to be remembering how much money I earned, too much, you know, things like that. It's going to be, I think my thing is going to be about laughing and mm. enjoyment. And I generally think that I was put on this earth, generally, this sounds a bit big edit, but to kind of just have laugh and have fun and smile. Um, I don't care, but I do care, obviously, but I mean, like, I don't, that for me is the important bit. Oh, that's really lovely. That is nice. Oh. <laughs> I don't, it's funny that I don't have anything where I wake up every day and think I'm going to do this, make sure I do this today. <clears throat> no, I don't think I do. I think if I get like certain to a certain point in the day and I think I haven't smiled or laughed that much today, then I try and make a conscious effort to sit there and go. <laughs> <laughs> <Does that> come? <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> but I will like I'll I'll then go and I'll go online and look at something that does make me laugh if I'm not with anybody in particular, or I'll make sure then later in the day that I'll probably see somebody that makes me laugh. That's a very or, conscious decision to. Um, I'm just moving Ria's mic Sorry, a little bit Maria. closer. Uh, <laughs> the most wholesome thing I've yeah, done in a long awesome. time. That's, oh. really, that's really lovely. Thank you. Is making I... your bed every day count? Because I aim to do that every day. <laughs> like your life philosophy. <laughs> well, no, actually, that's yeah, not my life philosophy. <laughs> that's a philosophy. What's yours? <laughs> yeah, what do you kind of live by, though? I don't know. All right, change really the question then. So, like, when I get to, when you get, to, when you're sat on your garden bench with us, probably, cool. not Daniel, you would have had a heart attack. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll touch it. <laughs> But, you know, when you're sat on your garden bench and you're reflecting between now and 75, because obviously we can't do much about the past, what is it that you want to go, you know, what is it that you want to happen to go, oh, I did that well? Um, 
no, I really, I don't, like, obviously everyone would say the same, I think, when you're on that bench, you wish you, you hope that you've had, made good memories, I think. I think a lot of the time at the moment, everyone gets caught up in such and for social media, recording thing. Like, you know, that when you're at like, a concert, people are recording the whole thing. I'm like, for God's sake, like, just live in the moment, like, enjoy the memories. So is that your life philosophy, live in the moment? All right. Sounds very cliche. But I feel like I'm trying to do that more now, like live in, <laughs> like live in the moment rather than ca- trying to capture the moment all the time. Because I think people get then caught up like, oh, did you get the perfect photo? Did you get the perfect this? And then that m- memory that you're in is a bit not distorted. That's the wrong word. But you're not you're not taking it all in. I suppose. I think it's interesting though. Like we, I was having this debate with my cousin the other day. So I've just been away on holiday, and we, I was with her down in Cornwall, and she didn't take her phone anywhere. And she was saying exactly that, like, I just want to enjoy it. Mm. You know, we were in some incredible places just overlooking the sea and, you know, it was just beautiful. But there was another part of me that, so I was taking photos and I just think, like, I sit, like, when we sit down together, you know, we, me and Rio often, and Daniel, end up sitting and we just go all through all our photos, mm. don't we? Because we can link it up to the telly and we just go, and I love those moments, like, reliving them again. Yeah, yeah. So the idea then of not yeah, yeah. Ca- doing that... I don't know. I just, um, I would much rather, I, I, I wouldn't want to be there all the time with my phone yeah. constantly. You've got to have a balance. I was just going to say, I think there is definitely a balance. Because you do get the people that are on it all the time. Yeah. Like filming a whole concert or filming, taking photos of every single little thing. So I think you're right. I think there does have to be a balance. Because, yeah, doing that, looking through the foot sounds really narcissistic. Like just sat well, we just did it then, off. like looking at the bike ride. Yeah. We were showing Marley some of the photos of the bike ride. And even that, like, you know... They were quite pointless photos for you, probably, because you haven't, you know, but for us, it was such a lush day. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, yeah, I just, the idea of not having them. Mm. So yours, so mine is smile and laugh. Yours seems to be kind of live in the moment. What's yours, Marley? I think for me, I just make sure I live my life, really. What does so, that mean, though? Because your version of live and mine might be different. Like, you only live once, which is such another cliche, but I just think actively more and more, as I get older, I just try and remember that. Like, don't stop doing things because you're too anxious or mm. someone's going to think this of you and stuff like that. So I just try and think, oh, you don't get a second chance at life. Go for it, do what you want to do. Like a sort of say yes more type thing. Yeah, say. yeah, definitely, yeah. Does it work? Now I'm getting older, yeah. Probably not when I was younger, but definitely now. I would definitely put myself in more situations that I perhaps wouldn't have in the past. And now I'm like, like before, if someone invited me to do something on an evening... <clears throat> I would um, be like, oh no, can't because I've got work tomorrow, whatever. And I would just think, oh, especially with COVID as well. I think, yeah, gosh, we've just like been locked in for a year and a half. I'm just going to live my best life. So does that mean if we asked you on the bike ride before, you'd be like, no. Yeah, probably would have. Really? Yeah. Because I'd have been like, oh, like I'm wasting a Sunday. Sorry. What are you fighting about it? Lord, you do. Shit, come in. <laughs> Yeah, not because of you, but I used to have this idea in my head, like I wouldn't spend enough time at home, then it was like a wasted day. Like if I do too much. But you know, actually, I do feel that. Like in the weekends, I feel it goes too quick. Mm. So I work Monday to Friday, and I feel like if I don't get a decent amount of time on a Sunday to just chill mm. at home and do nothing, then I've been at 100 miles an hour non-stop and I've not had that break. Mm. So yeah, I do get what you mean, actually. Can we make sure we do that on Sunday evening? Yes, of course we can. So With ice cream? Because I'm in London on Saturday and then work Sunday morning, then bike ride, and then, yeah, let's chill. Let's ice cream, too. Yeah, Ben and Jerry. You can come. You'll be here. You, you don't want to come. You don't want to have time at home. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're NFI. <laughs> oh, just talking about home. <laughs> Not 
flipping invited. <laughs> Just talking about. Oh God! Keep it back to Mick and off. Sorry, just having a Gemma Collins moment. Proceed. <laughs> I was just going to say about your week that you've had with home, your dogs. Oh, yeah. Aww. One of them tried to take an overdose. I know, honestly. Do you know what? She's such a gannet. You know, I don't know if anybody's seen that viral video of that um, grandmother baking with her child. And, like, she's put flour in the bowl and he just grabs it out, like, trying to eat <laughs> yeah. it. And, like, the butter and stuff. That's literally what my dog is like. So she ate, like, a 60-piece tub of chewing gum. Which had like a very poisonous chemical in and uh, yeah. She's okay she made now. stomach made of steel. <laughs> She's, She's Romanian. Yeah, no. <laughs> She's Romanian. hardcore. But it was touch and go for a minute there, but thankfully. She's all right. Yeah. And I saw on the photo you sent yesterday, she's still scranning. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> she's not learned a lesson. <laughs> when I was at my friend's on Sunday, she had like this bowl of like, um, what's it? And I like turned my head for like one second, she's got like four in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Never learned, never learned. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad she was alright. I was a bit worried about you. Because I know what you, you, especially you and my brother, are like with yeah, your dogs. God, yeah. They are your children. Did both cry? Did you? Yeah. Well, when Luke was on the phone to me, I did think, oh, he sounds a bit emotional. Yeah, he said he was emotional. Right. Mm. But, um, yeah, good. I'm glad she's alright. Even if she has tried to bite me about 20 <laughs> times. <laughs> she just likes her personal space. <laughs> Uh, right, next question. Uh, I just thought actually it would be quite interesting to. Um, this one says, "What is? What do you believe is true about human you nature?" Believe. What do you believe is? So, what do you believe about humans? I say this in like counselling quite a few times. What's you know what what do you what's your belief about humans? Well, that we are forever longing to find happiness. Mm. Do you? Yeah, I feel that we'll never ever be satisfied. Do you think? Yeah. What do you mean like the majority of people will probably just keep trying to get more from yeah, life? Yeah, because if you feel like I feel like I have a house, have a happy life, but I'm always thinking about the next thing to like get a bigger house. Yeah. Get a bigger house with a bigger garden. Like all of these things, like why can't you be happy with what I have? There's nev no one is ever at the point where they're just happy. But then to kind of contradict that, I suppose, just plain devil's advocate, going back to your points in the last question about what's your philosophy, mm. yours was about living in the moment. Mm. So if you then kind of are content, are you living... But has anyone ever been content? Like, I get feelings of contentness sometimes where I'm sat on the sofa, comfy, cosy and warm, watching the telly, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to be anywhere else, I'm just content here. But content in life, like, I'm not exactly lived... On big life, yeah. But I don't think I've ever been content in life. I'm always waiting for something or thinking about the next thing that I could do. I've never had a moment where I've sat down and thought, I'm happy now. Right. Mm -hmm. But um... yeah, I don't know if it's because I've not just stay <clears throat> taken a check of this is everything you've got now. Like this is everything you've got. Like take it all in. I've never. I don't know why. I'm just always waiting for the next thing to do. Or I feel quite content in my life. I would say. Do you? Yeah, I don't think there's really... So you don't think, like, oh... The only struggles I have is probably internally, not externally. Like, I look at my life, I'm quite happy with where it is. But I think that that comes from the society we live in. We, yeah. We crave, we're so greedy. We want things when we want mm -hmm. them, and we want a lot of it, you know? Well, we get everything which is a click of a button now. Like, Literally. Amazon Prime, ASOS Next Day Delivery. Definitely not a stranger mm. to that. So everything you want, you know you can get instantly. And we've grown up 
with that mm. and yeah. becoming quicker and quicker. Yeah. And if you look at like an Instagram now and you see people that have the fanciest car, the big house, um, they seem to have it all. But our generation, I don't think uh, that like they will get a credit card at drop of a hat or get a loan just to pay for the new car. Whereas I was always brought up in that if you can't afford it, then you don't have it. But I think a lot of our generation now is becoming more. I want that. I can get it, and it is so easy to get now. Mm-hmm. Um, like loans, um, car finance, stuff like that, where you could just be perfectly happy with the car that you have. I think we don't know what we want. I think maybe our generation is a bit better in that sense, but definitely the generation coming up. I, sometimes I look at it and I think you put a kid in a sweet shop and they have everything all at mm-hmm. once, and like that's I feel is what's happening now. It's like people are getting everything at once. Like we yeah, were yeah, on a generation of like. <clears throat> Facebook likes and stuff like that, and like they are literally that's everything they kind of yeah. not live for because I don't want to say that, but <laughs> that's definitely something that they that it means something to them. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Whereas I, it doesn't really mean anything. I do think it's interesting about how quickly we've become so needing that, you know, all those likes or the, you know, the need everything being ready for us in the right now. Like, because obviously even me growing up, like, we didn't have that still. Mm. The telephone was on a wire mm. in the corner. You had your telephone book, <laughs> you know, and you would go out to play and come back, you know, for tea, and you'd have to be in when the lights were on. Mm. So actually life was very much simple then, and yet still, and even for my parents, you know, it's, life was like that for them, but even them, you know, they're 50, 60, and they're hooked. You know, mm. they, they live that now. It's, mm. it's amazing how quickly as a society we have just fallen into that. Yeah. Because if you think, cause if imagine that was taken away, how would we get by? Well, we said, like, last week when I was away, we didn't have, we couldn't use our phones because we had no signal for a bit. And, like, you do. For, you have to adapt. Yeah. Like, you, like, it took time for me to adjust <laughs> to the fact that, you know, I couldn't just go on Google Maps when I wanted to to get out to wait, you know, to find my own way for a little bit. You know, and I couldn't, I, I had business emails that I needed to send, all that sort of, I, c- I couldn't do it. And it took me probably a, like a day to just adjust. Like, mm. it's ridiculous. See, I found that really easy when we went away in that September holiday that you don't remember. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do remember it, it's just this one was much better. <gasps> <laughs> I genuinely felt like I was stabbed in the heart. Um, well, when we pass this tonight, well. I just think I, I adjusted really well. Like, I loved it. I even come off. You like did. Social media. You deleted some of your apps for a while, didn't you? Yeah, until Christmas. Yeah, so like three months. <laughs> still, though, a around. big time. That's still a long time, and you're used to going on it, what, every hour? Like, yeah. everyone picks up their phone, oh my gosh, constantly. Yeah. So that is still a long time. I just, um, like, going back to the question, I suppose, for me, I this when this comes up, excuse me, in uh, counselling, I always find it quite, not difficult, because I try and understand their point of view, but I think humans are good. Like I do. I, <laughs> no, I know, but I do. I do. I like a lot of people think that humans are bad and they don't want to go out and they don't want to. You know, I think overall, I think humans are decent. I think they strive to try and do well. You're going to get. You're always yeah, going to get dickheads. Yeah. You know, but I think overall, humans strive to be kind. I think they do strive you to. Kind. You is smart. <laughs> you is what is it? What's I can't that? You one. is kind you is smart you is beautiful is it beautiful i think so that's the help. sorry we're talking about, we're talking about the help eat my shit um, <laughs> um yeah i just i don't know i think human nature is overall i think it is 
I think you're right. Decent. I think um, like society and social norms have a massive impact on what you might call human nature in terms of, like if you think I, only over the past, this is going to sound really awful, probably over the past year I do think like are humans supposed to only be with one person for their whole life? Like is that, are they supposed to be? Fully, um, on the same way. Well, so only in the last year you're questioning that they yes. don't, they shouldn't. Not that they shouldn't only be with one person, but it's not natural for them to be only with one person. Do you mean for the rest of their life, or uh, for the whole of their life, or do you mean at one time? No, so, no, no. Only be well. I don't know. It's probably open for debate, but I think you can be with one person. I guess it's what you agree as a couple. If you're with someone and you only want to be with that person, it's fine. But if you want an open relationship, then that's also fine. Do you it's think you could be in an open relationship? I personally, no. You're not. You're shaking no. your head as well. I couldn't, but I do. This is one thing that fascinates me, and I talk about it with my friends all the time. I don't believe that we are programmed for monogamy. No. I think that we are meant to have multiple partners or whatever but we're at the point now in time where I would instantly say no to an open relationship because yeah. that's not the way I've been brought up that's not my, what I believe social in social norm and the week can get in the bin if he thinks <laughs> he's going to be with anybody else <laughs> but I do genuinely believe there's something in that yeah I think you because people humans you grow you grow over time so what you might you, I think you should be with someone that builds you, motivates you, makes you, brings out the best in you, I suppose. And what one person might do for you at one point might not do that for you, I don't know, 10, 20 years down the line. Mm-hmm. And you might find someone else that can do all those things for you again. So I don't... And, or you might find someone that actually monogamy yeah. is works. But I don't think we are made to be monogamous. Or, you know, with the whole, you get married, you stay with your partner for life and that's it. I don't think that is be all and end all no i agree i i think you stay with somebody i like there is an element of it that i worry that people give up on relationships too easily because they can now Mm -hmm. you know whereas before it was like you did get married to stay together but then at the other end you see a lot of unhappy people because they chose to stay together yeah you know you've got to get that balance and i think if you've worked at your relationship you know daniel and i were together for 13 years and it just so happens that we're just different people now you know, we we worked at our relationship many times and split up many times mm. and got back together, and it's just not worked out. And that, like, I think that that's all right. Mm. So, I, and I definitely, I don't know. There's something for me about. Uh, I was just thinking, God, if if I met somebody who said they've only had one love of their life, there was a part of me that I would think would feel sad for them. Um, and I don't mean that in a really sad way. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say with that, but I just like I think I've been you fortunate. To, I've been fortunate people. to be in love three times, yeah. and like, and I've loved every different everyone differently mm. and and I love the yeah I love the fact that I've got to experience three different very different yeah. loves mm. experience in life mm. I often say like something and to my friends and I think I I love Luke and I don't want to split up but I often think that if we did split up although it would be very sad I know deep down that would be okay because we've had a very open and honest relationship and I know that we would have done everything. And if it gets to that point, if we ever did split up, then that would, that's that. Like, we've just fallen out we've of tried, love. Yeah. But we've mm-hmm. kind of, I ties in with what you said, really. Like, sometimes you've just become different people. Yeah. But I know up until that point, at the moment, obviously, better not leave me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if that ever did happen, I do genuinely feel that that would be okay because 
we just we're just a great couple. And obviously, if Luke ever leaves you, he's a donut exactly. because you're 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 the only one that's calmed him down. He was a bloody nutter before that. But when I say that to people, they're like, "Oh God, you want to break up?" I'm like, "No, like, that's not what I mean. I just mean that we're so." It's a healthy relationship, so yeah. I know that if it did get to that point, it's not going to be for a bad reason. Or but also, what you're saying is, is like you're open to the idea that if it lasts forever because we're happy, yeah, yeah. then so be it. Point, yeah. yeah. I think it's definitely about identifying when you aren't getting the most out of a relationship mm-hmm. and yeah. knowing that it's okay that that does happen. Because some people get with their love of their lives when they're young, like I don't know, in school, fourteen, fifteen. You're not the same person even in ten years' time as you yeah. were fourteen, fifteen. So it's, I think people need to remember that it's okay that you don't want to be together anymore and getting married and settling down and that's it for life isn't, doesn't have to be the option. Mm. Agreed. Oh, that was deep, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Ria, you're okay. next to pick. I'm scrolling through. Oh, we've lost the door. Quite a slow scroll. Oh, what is it? Oh, it's just like reading. Does listening to music affect you? Hi. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm a big music fan. Yeah, me too. I'm a massive music fan. Like I um, <coughs> I've even <laughs> got. <laughs> I am. She's rocking her head over here. Um, no. I've got that on the boomerang. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got quite an eclectic. Oh. Um, nice word. A range of. Uh, that come together to kind of help me function properly. I think. <laughs> I do like I lo- like you can see already in my actions. I love music. It's ridiculous. You like just really come to life when you start I do. Talking. I I really love music. Like I literally will play music, and I again I tell this to clients like put music on that represents how you feel, mm-hmm. you know. Because I've got a playlist on my on my Spotify that's called Nice Songs. So actually, if I want to, uh, if I'm in a bit of a somber mood and I want to express how I'm feeling then I'll put that on because it, it brings about a bit of emotion. Mm. Um, the same as if I want to play something that, if I want to feel a bit more lively, I've got livelier play, playlists, mm. you know. So I just think it's such a brilliant way to express how you are. And I listen to, like, classical, I listen to instrumental music. I listen to. I do. I like a bit of old school R&B. Oh, yeah. um, if you like, one song, like, if you were sad or whatever, like, you just pop it on. Um, yeah. Yeah. I... What's yours? Oh Billy Joel, Vienna. I don't know what I is. don't know what that... I can't sing it, Vienna. Is that the... Oh, Vienna! Absolutely not! <laughs> I don't want to hear that again. It's, um... Let's I'll sing it, it later. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll sing it after. Yeah. But yeah, that's I'll like... like go it. on Spotify now and we'll... Go on, but carry on. But yeah, if I'm like feeling sad or whatever, like, that's my goal. My goal? It's not my goal. That's my that's go-to song. my goal. <laughs> oh, Lord. Maybe we should have stayed off talking about music. <laughs> Um, mine, I think I got two. One is Fields of Gold. What, Eva Cassidy? Yes. And two is You'll Never Walk Alone. That song just gives me goosebumps straight away as soon as I hear it and I just feel like tears pour down. I can't listen. I have to, if I'm in a mood where I'm feeling a bit fragile or I know I'm emotional, then I can't listen to it. Like, I just refuse to listen to it, the song. Yeah. Mm. Uh, This is Vienna. I've just found it. Oh, this song. No idea. Oh, did you, did you hear oh, this song? Oh, oh. What's that? <laughs> she was going for it in the microphone then. Um, it was on. Do you remember Smash? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he played it on the piano, and ever since then it just goes with me. See, one of my songs is that from there. Is it? Yeah, it was when his friend died. Did you watch second series? Yeah. When his friend died, and he sang that song on there, and it was about like how your love was golden and all this, the love I never got to say. Ugh, that song gets me sad all the time. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I've got Autumn Leaves, Eva Cassidy, but it's done by the London Symphony Orchestra okay. behind it as well. And it's just a beautiful song. Um, Bloody beautiful. There's another song that I listen to, and this is how much, this is my I Want to Be a Dad song. So actually, when, I'm, when I go into my little sombre mood, I kind of go into this place of daydreaming about the future. And it's called This Gift and uh, by Glenn Hazard. And it just talks about when you get it this gift will last forever and things like that and I, and I literally picture this kind of movie you know like the old um, MTV videos yeah. um, I literally picture that where I'm like trying to get a surrogate mum and we lose the baby but then I find an adoption agency oh. and I start adopting and honestly it's like... I love how in your <laughs> fantasy there's like a pure tragedy I know I know I know but I think that was I, I partly think that that's probably because like I know Marley the, people won't know this but Originally, Marley was going to be our surrogate, oh, um, and not the actual mother, but she was going to keep the keep <laughs> the baby warm. Yeah. Um, this was just purely for chocolate purposes. <laughs> <laughs> we would have fed her loads, um, but actually, I think I always knew that that was probably never going to happen, really? and so I was that was me preparing myself for the fact that I'm probably oh. just going to adopt. And plus, I want to adopt now. Like I've come to the decision the last year that there's like I've got a lot of love to give, and there's going to be a child out there who needs it. Oh. So. I want to give it. So I'm going to start that process in the next year. Hopefully, you'll be aunties, both of you. And that isn't exclusive. Uh, you'll be aunties, you two. You probably are going to have to. Actually, you probably will be vetted, both of you. The porn episode will be coming up at some point. Um, but yeah, what was the actual question? Oh, music. Just music. I'm laughing because one time when we were recording a podcast, I like hit the table or something, and Lee was like very stern. He was like, "Can you stop doing that?" <laughs> Do you know? What? I have to sit and I edit. Oh, I have to. I have girl. to edit this podcast every week when we do it. Oh. And these two, what they lean back from the microphone, they come to the microphone. So I have to sit and listen to the whole thing and t- adjust the volume. He's still going. He's and then they're still slapping the going. table and they're playing with their bottles. He's still going. Uh, honestly, literally, and the amount of times today I've moved Ria's microphone closer to her because she keeps backing off. Honestly, hard work these Every two. Every time before we press record, there's a new list of requirements that we have to do. <laughs> do we do them? We no. Do. Anyway, do you want to? Have you got anything more? Do you want to say on music? No. No. Right. Nothing. What was you going to say then? I was just going to say, when you originally suggested doing this topic, you put a question in the chat about like what you're most afraid of. Yeah. And I've literally been thinking about that ever since you brought it up. Go on then, what have you been thinking about? Well, at first I thought, um, I'm afraid of never amounting to anything. Oh. And then on my way home today from work, I was thinking, I think I'm actually most afraid of like being made a fool. Yeah. I think that's the thing Like I hate, like that... Like inside, when I think about that, it just makes me like recoil. And I think. In what sense? Just like by someone I really trust. Okay. Like. Um, like betrayal. Yeah, like a friendship or something, or like 
by Luke or someone, like just believing someone was something they're not and all the while they're making me a fool. Like a fool. <laughs> and that's what you're most afraid of? Yeah, I think so. I just don't, I hate the thought of that. Like, I, that, oh, just makes me feel horrible. I, I get that though. Like, I think I've got trust issues to a degree. Like, I, I was, I think I always remember, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Luke always talked about the fact that he trusts until you break it. Yeah. Whereas I'm the opposite. Like, I, you've got to earn my trust. And I, I'm petrified, yeah, of exactly. I think I've got to a point in my life now, like I've said, where I'm, I'm lucky with the people around me, and I, I do get scared at some point that that's going to come crashing down mm-hmm. and that I've actually mm-hmm. just been a, taken through a mug yeah. this whole time. Um, yeah, because I don't know how I would cope with that, I don't think. Mm. But... I think that's why I'm so, like, cautious of, like, inviting new people into my life, because... It takes so long to become comfortable with those people, and then it's like, hmm. Yeah, because the moment you lose it, I suppose you've got the fear, the fear, the feeling of betrayal anyway, and that's mm. bad enough. But then also, your life as you know it has changed, so then you've not got anyone. So, in your scenario where the people around you aren't who you thought they were, and they all go, you're living with the betrayal and the hurt of that, as well as then also having no one around you either. Yeah. So, there is it's a lot of hurt. But like even like, like I suppose like as we've established, I'm developing a new relationship. Even things like that, like I just I'm waiting for the moment where I find out that actually he's living this double life, mm. and that I've just been made a fool of. And then people are going to go, oh, what's happened with you and Sammy? Mm. And I have to I go, go it? oh, it. wow. Yeah, exactly like that. Acknowledging it to other people, and you have to be like. But what's wrong with to say it to other people? That? No, I don't. And rationally, I think I'll be like, "Oh, this is just what he was like," yeah. you know. And I know it's that actually, this not on, this, you, not on me. Yeah, it's his shit. Um, sorry, ma'am. And um, you know, but I know rationally that would be like that. But everything with in my gut, I think, I will be like mortified, mm. and and I know that that will cause damage for next. next time, you know, whether it's a friend or whether it's a romantic relationship or whatever. Um, yeah, like I think my trust has been damaged too many times in the past, and that definitely still has an effect to this day. Do you know, I take that one step further, like about um, telling people because I automatically think if I tell someone, like, someone's done me wrong or said horrible things about me behind my back, and if I was to relay that story to a friend instantly, I'd be thinking, oh gosh, do they really think that about me too? Right. Like, if I tell this story, they're going to be thinking. Oh, yeah, I do think that as well. Yeah. Or, like, stuff like that, and I instantly just think, oh, I'll keep it to myself. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to give them tips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this person thinks about it. I'm not giving you tips for you to think it too. Yeah, well, think of your own ways. <laughs> but you do think that, like, I, mean, I think we mentioned it. Is it the first episode or the second episode, you know, your insecurities, like, even with mm. us, like, you, you do get quite insecure when it comes to people around you and what they think about you, don't you? Yeah, massively, massively. Um... But yeah, which, there's no reason to, Marley. You're lovely. Thanks. Even then, <laughs> I just think you're lying. Do you? Yeah. I, it's funny, isn't it? Like, I remember, I can't remember if I said this in the episode um, when we were talking about it, but when we were training to be a counsellor, our tutor made us do this exercise where you had to get up and you had to talk to everybody in the room and you had to tell them what you thought of them. Oh, what, good or bad? Yeah. <gasps> and honestly, it was the most, like... Like I started off really, really awkward, and you would you, you'd go to the people that you really liked first, yeah. you know, be like, I love you, you know, you're great. <laughs> um, but then you had to get to the people that it was really awkward, and the thing that really, well, just like you know, yeah, when you're like that, sometimes you know, I really I, I painted it nicely, but like when you're like that, sometimes I really struggle, you know, I find sometimes you maybe don't listen 
to what I've got to say a little bit, you know, whatever. Yeah. But actually the thing that I found, this is going to sound really big-headed and I don't mean it to be, but actually not much negative came my way mm. and it made me so uncomfortable. Mm. And it was, and then we had to sit in a group after as a, as a whole class and talk about how we found that. And I said, I, like, I would have much rather everybody gone, do you know what, you're a bit of a wanker. I would generally would have felt more comfortable if people because then it, I think because of how I view myself mm. it what if it would have been negative it would have gone along with what I feel mm. yeah, so it's easier to accept would... although that would have been hurtful yeah. it's easier to accept whereas actually what what you find is like your belief system you know how you believe about yourself mine does spin negatively so if even if it is hurtful I can accept that whereas if they're kind of going do you know what actually you brighten up my day sometimes or you make me laugh or whatever like it just makes me even now as I'm talking about I can feel my ass going like <laughs> it just yeah. makes me so mm. I don't like it I don't think and like I hate getting a compliment I absolutely hate a compliment in terms of how you react to it so if someone's oh Marla your head is nice today like I I would much rather you say to me oh probably a similar thing actually like oh your hair like you could have done your hair a bit different or something like that I just don't ever know how to react like, without it and she's sat here with a hair mask she is <laughs> I never know how to react and it not be awkward mm. and I like I don't I don't know I hate how I'd much rather no one compliment me at all I remember when I worked at Brockworth uh, at the school um, in my early 20s and I worked with a lady, I'm going to swear now, so apologies, um, but this lovely, lovely lady called Sue that I worked with, she was always very complimentary of me and it was about a year in after working together and she just, uh, she'd give me this one compliment as we were walking back to our unit and I just went, oh thanks, and she went, stop fucking dismissing me <gasps> and I went, what? And she said, you do it every time, I'm trying to be nice to you and yet you just dismiss me. And in that moment, I just, I really took in what she said. And that, that was the moment for me where I learned I'm far better now at taking compliments just because in my head I'm going, right, they have every right to feel that the way that they feel. I don't have to agree with them. Mm. And that was kind of how I came round to the idea of letting people have their, you know, being able to say it. But she, because she, she was so lovely, it just really shocked me when she was like that, you know. Um, but she's right, you know, we do. We kind of just go, oh, thanks. And what we're doing in that moment is we're just kind of going, all right, yeah, shut up. Yeah. You know, because yeah. we want to stop the, we want to stop it. But actually they have every right to that. Feeling. I think there's a bit like what Marley said though is I don't believe it. Mm. I don't. I just think oh you're not. You don't actually mean we're saying it as a bit of a joke or mm. not saying it because you feel like you have to. Yeah. That's one thing though that I've done again in the last couple of years. I suppose since my counselling is, if I if I trust who it's coming from, I make sure that the conversation in my head after is me trying not to forget it, mm. because what our brains do if our belief system spins negatively and we get something that is positive, then actually what our brains do is we rationally accept it. But then after so long, we flip it out, we dismiss it, we, we chuck it away. And so, but what I've started to try and do is almost like let it trickle down from just in being in my head down into my feeling area, I suppose, mm. into my gut. And I accept if I trust where it's coming from. Mm. If I don't know you and you can compliment me, I'll probably just be like, yeah, all right. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, if I trust you, I do make sure that I, because I value what they've got to say. Yeah. So if I value what they've got to say and they've got something nice to, be, about, to say about me, then there must be an element of truth in it. Yeah, I have my moments. What's well, he lovely moments you've had today? Bloody <laughs> <laughs> hell. Anyway. What are you most afraid of? I don't know. I was just thinking then. Um, I think main one, um, which one this week, I'm counting this week actually, is 
losing my nan and granddad. <laughs> now I know, like, Lee knows this. She's going to cry. <laughs> I will cry. I was going through it actually in this week, and I think it comes from a place of, do you know where you have those people in your life where they love you unconditionally and you could not that you couldn't do any wrong because my nan would still tell me off tomorrow if she didn't agree with what I did or if I did something wrong but no matter what you did they'll still have your back and you know it's probably a trust thing too that they would never do anything not even one percent of them would do anything where it might hurt me or backfire on me or cause me slight pain or anything like that they will 100% still have me even if I messed up or did something wrong mm. and I just think of them as a safe space and somewhere I can go no matter what the hell I've done they will always have me and love me unconditionally I suppose and to then lose them and that goes then I've got no one left in the world with that sort of unconditional don't cry my oh. like that's <laughs> like, oh. 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 my, my brain wants to go no but you have us <laughs> You can be a prostitute and we'd still love you. I know you. that, but you know with friends... I do your webpage. Like, with friends... <laughs> like, with friends, you do have that, like, wholehearted trust. But it's the unconditional piece. Like, I don't know what it is with my grandparents, or probably a lot of people's grandparents. I think you've mentioned it about yours, too. Nothing else matters when you're there. It's own, like, they're like your number one fans. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, I agree with that. There's no, there's no one else that could say anything wrong about you. They would always have your back. Um... Yeah, I don't know what it is. And to lose that in the world and then have that not there again is just one of the worst feelings. And that's what I'm afraid of. Like, yeah, Lee does laugh at me because there'll be odd times it flashes in front of my face. Well, in my mind, like a fleeting thought. And I'll absolutely just cry my eyes out. We get pictures. Not even just cry my eyes out. Right, we've had pictures before that she has sent us. And she just said, just started thinking about my nan dying. And it's a picture of her face. She's been crying. She looks rough as hell. And she sends us a photo. <laughs> photo. I do this, but yeah. I do it about Luke. Do you think about what you say at the funeral and stuff? Yes. Yeah, at one time I was taking the dogs out for a walk at like five o'clock in the morning. I was like walking down the canal and I cried the whole way, thinking about what would happen if Luke dies, what am I going to say at his funeral, when am I going to be able to speak? It's the real thing. And I thought, gosh, I'm going to have to put it together because if somebody asks me what's wrong, like I do find for me though Molly you might be the same that depending on where you are in the month yeah those feelings feel so much worse mm. like I can think about it now and think okay yeah yeah it's gonna be sad but it will be not it's gonna be fine but you'll get through it it's a sad time you'll get through it other times of the month flipping x probably when I sent you a crying photo <laughs> yeah. I literally cannot put it together so I don't think I'm ever gonna get by without them Oh. Which, yeah, it's a scary thought. Do they know that? No, I don't, they don't know that. That's another issue for me. <laughs> but I just thought, like, I've, I always remember that film, you know, the Fulton Our Stars, Fulton oh, Their yeah, Stars, yeah. whatever it is. Mm. And they do, I love the idea of that, that bit at the end where, you know, they know he's going to die. Yeah. But they do his funeral, the two closest people to him, they do his funeral in front of him mm. because they want him to know how they feel. And I, I love the idea of, mm. like, you know, letting people know what they mean to you. We don't tell each other enough, do we? We're rubbish at it as a mm. society. And I wonder how much more we would feel like we belong and how much more 
like comfortable we feel about ourselves you know even like this weekend I've been with my cousin and and her chap and they're always about positivity and you know feeling good about yourselves and like the minute I'm like I was trying on a wetsuit at one point and I was hating it because my body was out and they just try and make you feel so and not because and I generally trust that Mm -hmm. you know I was gonna say do you feel like like, oh shut the hell up I know I look like a whale yeah no but I I felt it but actually there's a part of me that's just thinking no just like they've got a point there were people on this beach that are in worse condition and I wouldn't look at them in the same way so just chill out you know so actually they make me feel differently about myself and you know yeah I don't those people are like you know when you go to a swimming pool or like when we go to the jacuzzi at the gym I always feel so self-conscious walking out of there in just a swimming costume. But you're right. I don't look at other people and think, oh, my God. No. Like, you don't. No one's looking at me. Why do I care? No one's looking at I me. I know. Get over yourself, yeah. No I always, always remember that with Daniel. Like, we were going around Sainsbury's, and I like to be a bit of a dickhead sometimes and play around or fly down the aisles on yeah, the trolley. Family, yeah, <laughs> And, um, you know, I just, uh, like, he was, like, really wary, wary of, like, people looking at us. And I'm just like, people don't care. They're getting on with it. We're not that special. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know... Uh, I really don't mean that in a derogatory way, but we aren't that special that people are all of a sudden going to stop and just watch us because we're interested. They've got their own crap to deal with. They're buying their own digestives. They're buying their own digestives, exactly. Hopefully chocolate. What's funny about that really is like, that people would probably take more note if he'd have kicked off at you in that moment. Yeah, that's and true. stop doing that. Exactly. Yeah, I've said that plenty true. of times, yeah. Smiley. Let's get Daniel down here and hear you saying that. I've heard Daniel episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Hello, everyone. It's Daniel. <laughs> he would go very business, very wouldn't he? Very business-like. But, um, oh, we're at that time already. Oh, gosh, we've whittled on for a while. We have whittled on for a while. It's ten to nine. We have uh, gone on a little bit today. We we got here at half past six. School night. We got we came here at half past six to try and like start this, and we just chat for ages. Even then, as I just paused it to put the jingle in, these two are still talking about vulnerability. I really like that episode. Like that kind of just went off in loads of different directions. I feel like we should do something like that again. Yeah. Um, But actually, one of the things I definitely want to do is I want to hear from people who do listen and whether you've got stories, whether there's something that we've talked about today that, you know, whether it's your fears, what you're scared of, or whether there's actually stuff that you want to know about us. Um, still that we haven't quite covered yet you know we I literally could like I would love this episode to be about an hour and a half I think we could have covered that on um, for quite a while Um, because you've done it for two and a half hours since you got here (laughs) but um, yeah but thank you very much everybody for listening enjoy the sun Um, it has been perfect weather it has been hot. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Oh, we're finishing with a song. From the uh, podcast beeps. Oh. Podcast beeps. That is your new nickname, everybody. Bye, Ria, say it. <laughs> Ria, say I'm it. Never saying it. <laughs> podcast Although, peeps. Although, as they say in Russia, <laughs> we must go. Lordy, <laughs> <laughs> Lou. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>